Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive LLC. See you soon. They can't hear me because they're listening to Kids Bop. Westplex 107.1, you are listening that. to BS in the Morning. We are trimocasting on KSLQ 104.5, Westplex 107.1, and AM 1350 KRAP. Brad, how are you today? I got bronchitis. I'm sorry to hear that. Laws are made to be broken. That is a true statement. I don't think that we should be called cougars anymore. I think we should be called panthers. Agreed. The building is on fire. I did not know that. The building is on fire. I did not know that. The building is on fire. So I learned about roaches. I got hairy legs. After about 25% of the way through, I thought I dropped acid. Ain't nobody does that. So, BS in the Morning Show, I am Brad, he is Shelly. Brad, how are you today? Doink. Super lonely. I'm sorry to hear that. You know I love torturing you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I love putting you on the air by yourself and just see what you do. Uh, anyway, this is BS in the Morning, 613. Shelly did a nice job uh, with that. Uh, the Trimal Cast, three stations, 1045, 1071, 1350 AM. Uh, and this is not conservative talk. No, it is not. And I'm not Brian Nieves, the guy who would never go back on the radio. Who's back on the radio, but that's a whole other story. Oh, you're kidding. Where? He's with Tracy. Didn't I tell Brian you Nieves? Yeah. Yeah, Brian Nieves is on mornings with, quite honestly. Um, how when do did I, that happen? I don't know, last week. How do I put this nicely? The guy she had had put on for mornings, this Joe Hoft. You know, you don't even know who Joe, you don't even know who Jim Hoft is, do you? I do not. Jim no. Hoft is this guy, uh, one of the originators of, originators of the Tea Party in St. Louis. This is going back 10, 11 years. And oh, my. him and Dana Lash started the Tea Party in St. Louis. And he went on to do a website called the Gateway Pundit, which is like sort of like it's it's sort of sort of like a. Uh, it originally was like a local version of the Drudge Report, where he would put like headlines on, and he would he was like an aggregator, and he got to be Mister Conservative and got a lot of uh, notoriety nationally. And he's been on like Fox News and stuff like that. Anyway, his brother Joe, who has never done radio before, they put him on, and it was like I mean they had a problem. Where, um, matter of fact, a couple days that they put him on, they had all these people involved in car accidents where, you know, the paramedics would show up and people were like asleep. They'd smashed into buildings and other cars and things like that. And the paramedics were like, you know, put the smelling salts in front of their nose and, oh, oh where am I? And they go, what happened? Well, I was listening to Joe Hoft and I fell asleep. Um, <laughs> I doubt that's the way it went down, but okay. He was boring with a capital B. And the crazy thing about it is it's sort of like, you know, to me it's one of those things where I, you know, I'll never forget this, uh, under promise, over deliver, okay? And it started yeah. to the point where you got to watch what you do in the radio business. If you say that, hey, we're going to play the best polka music, this is the polka station, and it's all polkas all the time, 
and you start playing uh you start playing like uh, ZZ Top and uh you know sort of you know sort of hardcore I don't know if people would consider ZZ Top but I mean not something you wouldn't hear in elevator music you know what I mean and right. and it's not polka music people well this isn't polka music so his promo was we're going to shake things up I'm going to get on the air and talk about all the stuff this my brother does you know, maybe maybe I'm missing that. I'm gonna here. Let, let me read. Let me start. It's six sixteen. This is BS in the morning, and I'm gonna talk about everything my brother does. Think that'd be any good? He doesn't do that, does he? Who? My brother? Yes. I don't know. I don't know what he does anymore. Do you know what he does? I think that's so sad. I think he's. I think he's still a traffic reporter. I'm not sure. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. You know, I mean, it's time. Like, it's it's interesting because when I get together with him and my daughter, I mean, you know, always we always have a good time. <laughs> you just gotta go there. You just can't help yourself, can you? Man, my youngest son. I've been having a lot, a lot of interaction with him over the last <laughs> week or so, which is sort of interesting. Uh, <laughs> oh my God! Uh, you know, I don't know. Do you know anybody who you want to sort of say you need to get a little bit more of of life around you? You know what I mean? Yes, I have several people like that. I mean, to the point where, and and you know what? Once again, if if this is what makes you happy, who am I to say? Eh. But once again, I told you the story when I I asked him, I said something about he had to do something, some paperwork or something. And I I said, you need to go down to Clayton to do that. He goes, where's that? (laughs) <laughs> did he oh yeah 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 he had no idea where clayton was you know i i, I, I can't remember what it was he had to go to do something in the county government center i said you need to go to clayton for that oh, where's that i go are you for real you don't know where clayton is no i don't i don't know where clayton is okay you've lived in st louis all your life you know and and what's interesting about that is i have to tell you something right now okay and okay. i mean this with all sincerity i'm at a point in my life where if there was an ad on the radio, let's say we were running an ad, and it was an ad for the U.S. State Department, and they said, we need people to come to the Kabul airport in, in Afghanistan, or whatever the Hamid Karzar, or whatever the official name of the airport in Af- Afghanistan is, we need people to become, you know, uh, advocates for, uh, you know, citizens, for Afghani citizens that want to come to the United States. I'd go, when can I leave? Put me on the next plane. I'm to the point where I'm like, you know what? I've lived a good life. I don't care what happens anymore. I really don't. To me, it's all about adventure. And it's funny because people, when they get up there in years like me, they go, oh, I want to retire. I want to go to Florida. No, I want to go to Kabul, Afghanistan. <laughs> I want to have shots ring out above my head. I want I want to be to the point where I want to be the guy who's there on September 1st. You know, I mean, because, you know, the, 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 uh, the Taliban has already told, you know, uh, our president, you've got to be out by August 31st. There'll be consequences. And President Biden said, okay, okay. Anything else? Yes, you have to wear pink underwear. Okay, I'll go get some. He did not do that. How do you know? How do you know he's not wearing that? Afghanis told him he had to wear And they go, oh, oh we, we have so much power of the president. We told him to get pink underwear, and he's going to go do it. <laughs> no. <laughs> You don't believe me? I'm not feeling that. Okay, no. no. But sincerely, 
I, I told you. I told, Sincerely, I'm no, not feeling it. No, no. I told you the story before. Remember this deal when, when they had, I mean, this is before the, the COVID-19 thing, where they had the, the, the they called them the disaster cruises, where like the engines went out in the ship and the ships were adrift and there was no electricity and there was no water and people had to sleep on deck and things like that. I was like, I'm going like, I will pay extra for that. <laughs> I want to be. Would. I want to be on that cruise. I don't want to be in some nice cruise where it's all fun and you go to the shows every night and you know you you know during the day you lay out on the deck. No, I want to be on the cruise where the engines die, the ships the ship is is adrift in the Caribbean Ocean, you know, and 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 things are not looking good, and they have to drop supplies from helicopters, you know, so we don't all die. That's the cruise I want to be on. See now, what's wrong with me? And and to the point where where to the point where people talk about, oh my God, you'd want to go to Kabul right now? Yeah, send me there. And not only that, I would be the guy who would say, okay, sh- you know, drop me into the airport. You know, parachute me into the airport. I'll learn how to parachute. I never parachuted before. You have, but I haven't. Uh, and parachute me into the airport. Then I'm going to take off my parachute and I'm going to say, okay, where are these Americans at? In, a, in Kabul that we need to get here. And I would say, open the gate. I'm going out to get them. I'm telling you. And I'm not exaggerating. I would do that. Mainly because of the fact that, that it's to the point where like, you know what? I lived a good life. You know what? If I get killed doing it, eh, so be it. You know, it beats laying in a hospital bed and, you know, dying of some crazy weird disease or, you know, walking down the street and having a heart attack or, you know, be eating lunch. You know, I want to go out with a flare. And people would say, oh, my God, you know what, you know, you know what happened to him? He, well, he went over to Kabul and he was getting Americans up to the airport and he got shot by one of the Taliban. That's me. That's what I want. And where did you get shot at? <laughs> no, I, but I would have no problem. I, mm. I told you the story I've been shot at before twice. I shouldn't tell that story. You have? Yes, I've been shot at twice. When? Uh, you don't want to know. No, I, one, I think I do. I said when. One was a radio story. One, If I told you the one story, you wouldn't believe it. This What's is, that? Okay, this is sort of funny because this ties back to Tracy Ellis of all crazy things. The guy, the guy who put that station on the air, originally it was a 96.7, and it was down somewhere near Steelville. And then he moved it to south, uh, south of, of, of uh, Sullivan, and then ultimately moved it to where it's at right now. Who Nobody knows where it's at right now. It's on 93.3, okay? I, that, I knew the guy's name was Randy Wachter, W-A-C-H-T-E-R. Crazy loon, bizarre, bizarre weird dude, okay? That's all I can say. And anybody who knows him would say I'm speaking kindly by calling him a crazy dude and a weird loon. He's just like bizarre, strange guy, okay? So he would he put and he asked me for some help and we drove down we we he I I could tell you some weird stories involved with him, but this was one of them where I got shot at. We went down to he was putting up a tower and I was helping him put up this tower, the tower that's gonna be ninety six seven. And the locals where he bought some property, were not happy about him putting up this tower. There was a guy next to him, I think a farmer next to him, I don't want that light blinking at my cows. I don't want that light. It's going to make my cows not give milk. It was weird stuff. So the first couple hundred feet of the tower went up, and I was with him, and we were that there that night. We were getting ready to leave. And all of a sudden, 
What's interesting about this is if you know the things about about the speed of sound, when you get if you like and someone shoots like a high powered rifle, like you know, like a you know, like a hunting rifle where the bullet comes out of the muzzle at like two thousand feet per second, okay? Sound yeah. sound travels at eleven hundred feet per second. So in other words, if someone would shoot you, like let's say a sniper would shoot you, you would have the bullet hit you and then you would hear the boom because the bullet's moving faster than the sound. Get what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Okay, so we're standing underneath this tower. We're you know, we're we're taking a look at some things, and all of a sudden, ding, boom, bullet hits the tower right over our heads. I mean, wow. li- literally hit the tower. And then another one. You know, you'd hear it whiz in. You know, they talk about, you know, you hear about these guys in combat talk about the bullets whizzing over their head. You hear that. It's like a bee coming at you. You zoop, you zoop, bing, boom. So you hear the, you know, you hear the whiz of the bullet come in. It hits the tower. Then you hear the boom of the gun because it's like, you know, and it's almost to the point where you can tell how far away. Well, you can't because it's not like lightning and thunder. You know how you like when you, you see the lightning and then you hear the thunder. Remember there was the classic, who was the guy who was uh, um, coach of the, of the, of the Rams where, where uh, that's another story. I'll tell that one next, next break. Anyway, so like the, the tower gets hit like three or four times by, by, by rifle fire, which means there's somebody with a scope that's shooting at the tower and hitting the legs of the tower. They're, they're, and, and this is a problem. Sometimes tower guys have problems in the, in, in the rural areas where people, during hunting season, guys will sight in their tower by shooting out tower lights, believe it or not. That's another crazy thing. Okay. So, yep. so my buddy, Randy, uh, my ex-buddy, goes over to his car, picks up his, and he's got a, a handgun in his car, and he just empties a magazine at the direction that the bullets are coming at us from. Boom, 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 boom. He's just like firing like 10, 12 shots. And I'm going like, how do you know what you're shooting at? Well, I know where those bullets came from. I'm just returning fire. That's Randy. That's Randy. Who knew what was over there? Who knew where those bullets ended up? Who? Hopefully they didn't end up in somebody's house or, or somebody's body or something like that. You know, their car. He's just like, that was him. He was just bizarre, weird, strange. He was mad because someone's shooting his tower, so he's going to return fire. Okay, that's that's about right. That's one of the minor stories. <laughs> anyway, and that's the station that Tracy has now. I can't believe that Brian the Evers is back on the air. Yeah, he told me he wouldn't do it. Remember, I told you I contacted him a couple times. I did. And said, hey, why don't you come back on the air with me? Oh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to get up early every morning. Oh. And he's doing mornings. And he's apparently he's driving because he lives out in Timbuktu. You know, he lives, he lives, well, he's got, he's a fancy schmancy guy. He lives in the Franklin, what, the Franklin County Country Club. You know, do you know where that's at? It's on highway, it's on 47, about midway between uh, Washington and Union. You know, very nice golf course. Uh, he lives on, a, he has a big old house, 15,000 square foot house, 10 bedrooms, eight bathrooms. Seriously. Oh, he does not. Oh, no, no, honest to God, he's got a huge monster house. He's got, I mean, he's, and he's got Jeeves, he's got Jeeves and Jeeves Jr., Jeeves is his main butler, and Jeeves' son, Jeeves Jr., is his. Jeeves is on the main floor, and Jeeves Jr. is on the is on the the bottom floor of his mansion. Well, I doubt this. You don't. You think I'm kidding? I do. I'm not. Would I ever tell you something that's not true? 
every damn day. <laughs> 627. Westplex 107.1, AM 1350, KRAP, and uh, 104.5 KSOQ, the cast. It's me and Shelly. Right? Did I get that right? You did. Okay. I didn't have you turned on there for a minute. I'm sorry. Um, oh, my bad. Okay. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm like, hi, hello. Thinking, she's not Ooh. talking to me. I don't know what's going on. 636. Uh, you know what I think one of my problems is? <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, that, that's, that's throwing you a softball, isn't it? Yeah, it is. That's throwing you a rainbow right across the plate at uh, waist high. Uh, I'm a victim of doom scrolling. Oh, is that sitting there listening to all, watching and, and <laughs> yeah. listening and reading all the bad stuff that's happening in the world? A new term. You just can't help it? Yes, a new term, which I read yesterday. I'm going like, that's me. Hold on, let me find it. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, yeah. Doom scrolling. Uh, here we go. Here's, here's the article. I'll read the first paragraph of the article. Um, come on, load up. Experts say constantly looking for bad news online could be linked to depression and anxiety. Merriam-Webster defines doom scrolling as the tendency to continue to surf or scroll through bad news, even though that news is saddening, disheartening, disheartening, and depressing. Even the World Economic Forum recently wrote about the mental health impact of surfing social media feeds for bad news. St. Louis-based media literacy expert Julie Smith says researchers have found that scrolling feeds for the latest news does satisfy a need to be connected, but at the same time can lead to feelings of isolation and even anxiety. Smith says experts suggest if scrolling your news feed is causing you stress, then give yourself a break. I love experts that say that. That's like saying experts say that if you're beating your head against a, a wall and it hurts, stop beating your head against the wall. Don't you love when experts give you that kind of advice? Experts I do. Say, experts say that if you're uh, cutting your grass and you're getting grass in your face and you don't like that, stop cutting your grass. Okay, <laughs> I paid $100 for an expert to tell me that. Uh, anyway, that's what they're saying, doom scrolling. Now, my thing is I'm not purposely looking for, for bad news. It's unfortunately, I just keep finding it. Like this thing this morning... Um, you know, I have to be honest with you. I, here, let me read you a paragraph. This is on CNN. Biden was making clear, this is talking about his speech yesterday. Biden was making clear that despite an exit likely to trap thousands of Afghanis, Afghanistanians, Af, Afghans, eligible for passage to the U.S. under brutal Taliban rule, along with potentially some Americans, he believes the priorities of Americans and his own political prospects are ultimately elsewhere. In other words, he's essentially saying, well, we don't care if we leave some of those Afghans. We told we give them you know, U.S. citizenship, and some of those Americans that haven't made it to the airport, we don't really care about them. We got to go. We got to get out. We got to do other things. We got more important things. We got to have Nancy Pelosi go eat uh, $90 a pint ice cream. That's more important. Yeah, Nancy Pelosi does love her ice cream, doesn't she? But can you believe the president said we don't really? Huh? He, here's what, I mean, can you believe he said that? Despite an exit likely to trap thousands of Afghans eligible for passage to the U.S. under brutal Taliban rule, along with potentially some Americans, he believes the priorities of Americans and his own political prospects are ultimately elsewhere. Yes, I'm a victim. Potato, potato. Well, no, what he's saying is, hey, you know what? We're going to leave some people behind and, eh, that's too bad. <laughs> How would you like it if, if it was one of your kids? 
How would you like it if Hunter? Well, Hunter would probably get along well with that Taliban. He'd probably get some billion-dollar deal out of them and end up, you know, with a palace someplace in Afghan, Afghanistan. You know what I mean? That's 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 his kind of luck. Not my you, you and me. We'd be, you know, doing hard labor for in the servants' quarters. <laughs> right. We'd be doing hard labor for the rest of our lives. <sighs> anyway, anyway, anyway. Oh, you know, good news. I mean, I think this is good news. Yadier Molina got a contract extension. I'm sorry? Yadier Molina, you know, the Cardinals catcher, you know that guy? Yes, I know who he is. Mr. Mr. Tattoo, uh, you know, uh, he got a one-year contract extension. With who? Who do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking. The New York Mets. No, with the Cardinals. Okay, that's all you had to say, if smarty you, if, pants. If you get an extension, that means that you're still with somebody, right? Oh, does it? Yes. I was a little fuzzy. Yes, it does. Shelly's at her game this morning. <laughs> Who do you think would offer him an extension? I worked hard yesterday in the heat. The, so. Saint, the St. Louis Rams? <laughs> By the way, there's more. Remember we talked about that on Monday, that fight that broke out, what is it, Pittsburgh, where... The guy, apparently this, if you saw the video of this guy and gal, is a white gal and a black dude, and she's like yelling at him. And she's, you know, they had some skirmish. They were in the stands, you know, like in the cheap seats. And they were yelling back and forth at each other. He's turned around, you know, standing up backwards. He's in the row in front of her, and she's in the row behind her, behind him. And they're yelling back and forth at each other. And then all of a sudden, she just slaps him in the face. I mean, just sucker slapped him you know all of a sudden out of nowhere she just winds up and whacks him on his left cheek and he just bunches her and then her boyfriend slash husband whatever he was he decides to get into the mix and this dude knocks her her guy friend out i mean out cold (laughs) he's like laying on the seat sideways and she's still wailing away at him and he's wailing away at her and i'm going like wow Maybe it's a good thing we don't have NFL football in St. Louis anymore. You know, I mean, it's like and now the NFL, well, because they had one the week before where they had a fight break out in the stands. And, like, it's like, well, it's sort of like, you know, soccer in England. You know, they always have, like, the, you know, the, you know, you see, like, the big fights that break out in the stands, like in England. Uh, also, yeah. the other countries, well, over there it's football, but it's not football. It's soccer. We call it, we call it soccer. They call it football. But not the NFL is trying to address that. Well... You know, and you know what they're saying? What? They're they're having a, you know you know you heard the term social distancing. Yes. The new term is is arm distancing. What they're going to do is they're going to only let people in every other row. That way, you can't just reach out and punch the guy behind you in the next row over, because of the fact that he'll be you know he'll be out of arm's reach. But that and and what they're also going to do is that you're going to say, well, what about somebody sitting next to you? Well, what's going to happen is they're going to set up the stadium so that if you don't know that person, then you have to have six seats distance between you and the next people. So they're going to be a row between all people, and then they're going to be like, let's say your family, you and your husband and your daughter would go to a game, you would have three seats in a row, and then on each side of you there'd be six empty seats. That's a new NFL rule. Huh. Okay. <laughs> you believe that? Brad, half the things you you tell me I believe off the bat, and then they're big fat lies. Well, that one's true. And you know what? You know what's interesting? It hasn't what? been hasn't the news much lately. But these people that are suing Stan Kroenke are winning the case. 
You know about the PSL thing? I do. They're claiming it was fraud or something like that. You remember the whole deal? You had to. Is it, is it spirited out of Trump? Is that what? Nothing. Go on. Okay. You know, you remember. It, see, once again, you know, I'm a sports fan. I've said this before, and people look at me like I've got three heads. I'm a sports fan, but not a sports fanatic. You know, if the Cardinals decide they're going to leave St. Louis, I go like, hey, it was fun to have them here. You know, to me, it was be like, eh, okay, whoop-de-doo. Do you know anybody in your life, and I, I quite honestly, I feel sorry for some of these people that live their life around a sports team? Oh, my God. Yes. I got I got season tickets to the Blues. I never never leave, never miss a Blues people game. People felt that about the Rams. Yeah, I know, and I'm going like, okay, so – and but, but see now what see what happened? You give your heart and soul to a team, and they leave town. You know, I mean, they're gone. <laughs> that happened twice with us. With we had the St. They Louis. just take a powder, don't but, they? But you know what I'm talking about? People that live there. I mean, when I was teaching, when I was teaching up at Flow Valley, okay, one night it came up where we had a, um, I can't, remember, our class was on Wednesday nights, and the guy told me that he. He scheduled his his class. This is a guy at the time, probably nineteen, twenty year old guy, is in my class, and he told me he scheduled his his classes around the Blues. That the Blues rarely played a Wednesday night game. They usually play Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, something like that. Occasionally Fridays, maybe every once on a Sunday afternoon. And at the time, we had the football Cardinals in town. We had the uh, the uh, St. Louis Cardinals baseball, and we had the Blues hockey. This guy had season tickets to all of them, all of them. And he was like, he was like 19 or 20 years old. And I said, how can you afford that? Well, I work, I work a couple jobs, and I saved up a lot of money when I was in high school. I, you know, worked and 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 I can't. Remember. He did something on the side. He sold something on the side or something like that. And he lived with his mom down in the basement. And of course he, he did. This is, did he really? Yes, honest to God, he he told that in class one night. I mean, one night we're you know, hey, let's get to know our classmates. You know, beginning of class. Failure you know, to launch. Yeah, let, let's you know, and we had I had everybody stand up. Okay, tell a little bit about yourself. You know, you know, tell tell us your name. We want to, you know, try to you know get idea why people are in this class. Yada 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 yada. He stood up and said, I'm a sports fan, and I've season tickets to the football Cardinals, the baseball Cardinals, and and the St. Louis Blues. And people go, whoa, you know, even some of the people class would. One dude said, man. You you got some bucks, you know, and he goes, no, no, he's just, I just work hard. You know, once again, I give him credit for the fact that he had a goal. He set his sights on it. He made money. He, you know, went to these games all the time. And I'm going like, do you don't have a personal life? Well, that is my personal life. I have friends, people that sit around me all night, like my Cardinals baseball friends are all season tickets holders around me. And, you know, I party with them and we go to their house. And, you know, when the Cardinals are on the road, I go to their house and watch the games with them. God bless. What a life, huh? What a life. And I'm the guy that wants to go after, to uh, go up to Afghanistan, right? 647. It is PS in the morning. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. The radio stations are Westplex 107.1, KSOQ 104.5, and crap, AM 1350. You know, I was an early adopter to TikTok. You made fun of me because you kept saying, you really can TikTok all the time, right? It's a time suck. It still is. I don't care. Well, I don't, I, I, I've, I've been t- I can't even tell you the last time I looked at TikTok. Quite, quite honestly, it was sort of to me. It was sort of like it was fun. I enjoyed it, and then I like burnt out on it. Okay, 
the only reason I know about this is because it's getting like news around the country because there's all sorts of people. One of the things that TikTok has been famous for is what they call their challenges. They started out being like dance steps. You do like a certain song. That's where a lot of these hit songs came out of TikTok because people would do like the, uh, the, uh, the one that I remember, the uh, Little Nas X and the Blanco Brown songs, you know, they, you know, they yep, do, they do yep. dances to those songs because... To the in, left, to the left. Right, right, right. To the right, to the right. Right, because it's... And he actually gives you the steps in the Blanco Brown song, but in the Lil Nas X song, if you watch the video, at one point in time, there's a bunch of old people, like, at a bingo game who get up and start dancing, and they do a do-that dance. Okay, you know what the newest challenge on TikTok is? What? The Milk Crate Challenge. Now, keep in mind, I'm a, uh-huh. bill, a big milk crate guy, but I don't steal milk crates. I buy milk crates. I do. I buy milk crates. I use them for storage. i got my tools, and I'm using them around here at the office. I love milk crates. I've always loved milk crates. I get it. The milk crate challenge is you build a pyramid where, if you can imagine, like, on one side, you start, you have one, and then you have two, and you have three, and it goes up to, like, six in the middle, and then you have decreasing on the other side. And the challenge is you walk on the milk crates, and the challenge is to go from one side of the milk crates to the other. So in other words, you go up the milk crates. It's like walking up a set of stairs. You step on the very top milk crate, and you go down the other side, okay? And there are you can go to YouTube and find these milk crate competition compilations. And, oh, my God, there are people breaking arms, breaking legs, getting concussions, getting really badly hurt because what happens is... I, I can't even... Anyway, go on. Well, it's bizarre in that, like, I mean, once again, if you stack, a milk crate is about a foot tall. So yes. if you stack, maybe, maybe it might be a little taller than a foot. I have to measure. I got a gazillion of them around here. I'll measure one after the next break. Um, I know inside, inside they're, um, I think they're 12 inches inside. I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll check. It's, they're, they're designed to hold four gallons of milk, four square and they're actually an extended size. Did you know this? There's a larger milk crate that'll hold six, uh, six gallons of milk, and I have some of those as well too. Anyway, does not surprise me. You walk up one side and you walk down the other, and there are people left and right who are like on the top step or the second to top step who just lose it and come down on their heads. Most of the people are doing this like out in like a yard where it's grass, and there's a couple people that are doing this like on city streets where when they fall, they're hitting concrete. But what's bizarre about it is, is there's this one video, and you know, and you watch this. I have to see if I can find this one and send it to you. There's this one video of this guy, who looks like he's already stoned out of his mind, and as he starts walking up the, you know, the going up the side, you know, one side for the milk crate challenge, he's rolling a joint. Okay. No, he's not. Honest to God, I swear I saw this. The guy is rolling a joint, and he's looking down as he's rolling a joint, and he starts walking up the sides, the side, you know, the the upside of the pyramid. And he's he gets to the top, and he's he's he gets to the top, and he licks the paper, and starts. And as he comes down the other side, he starts to, you know, roll the joint. He's finishing up his 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 handiwork walks down the other side of the things and gets off and the people are going nuts. There's probably 30 or 40 people around him and and one of the guys go, man, give him a lighter, give him a lighter. So somebody walks him, gives a lighter, he lights the joint and he takes a couple puffs. 
it was now keep in mind after you watch like 20 people who probably are going to you know end up in the orthopedic ward at, at you know at one of the area hospitals he does it like he's not even paying attention i'm thinking to myself maybe it does pay to get stoned <laughs> maybe you can do you know it's and the sad part of it is and i i mean this sincerely and it's always sad to me that you hear about these accidents and driving involving drunk drivers and they smash in a car and they kill three people and they walk away now how is that possible and i've heard doctors explain that have you ever heard this explained i have actually where they say that when you're drunk you don't tense up and they say that what happens is most people who are killed or badly injured in car accidents, they go, you know, even if they have seatbelts on, they tense up and that causes more injuries. But if you're drunk, you don't have the, the wherewithal in your brain to realize, oh my God, I'm in trouble. I'm being bounced around in my car. I need to tense up or I need to grab something. When you're drunk, you just, uh, you know, just bounce around inside the car and you don't tense up so you don't get killed. It's like, okay, you know, and in this case, the guy's already stoned. You can tell he's stoned when he does it. Starts it. He's like, hey, man, watch this. I'm going to roll the joint, go up the side of this, you know, milk crate pyramid, and then down the other side, and I'm going to light the joint and smoke it. We get even more stoned. I feel like maybe there is hope for the stoners, right? Maybe I do need to smoke some marijuana, right? Only you can tell. <laughs> Only I can tell. Okay. <laughs> maybe maybe I should be in line getting one of those medicinal marijuana cards. I call that 800 number where you talk to, quote, unquote, a doctor. You have no mm-hmm. idea who, who you're talking to. Yeah, well, uh, I've, I've, I have a hangnail on my left hand, and my eyebrows got a couple of those, you know, little hairs that are sticking out a little bit too long. Okay, sir, you qualify for a marijuana card. We'll send it to you in the mail. And that's pretty much how that goes, too. <laughs> Six Maroon 5, one of those songs that if you read the lyric sheet, you go like, I could have written that. <laughs> they just came to concert. Uh, I'm, I'm lost, I was 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 lost, 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 I was 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 lost. Does what? that mean he's out of the woods, out of the woods now, out of the woods, out of the woods, out of the woods? <laughs> right, that's Taylor Swift. Like, I could write those songs. You know, they get the big bucks for that. Hey, by the way, do you know what tomorrow is? Tomorrow's going to be one of your favorite days, tomorrow and, and Friday. You know what it is in the city of St. Louis? It's hump day and Friday. No, today's hump day. Oh, it is, isn't it? Yes. Where did I miss a day? I don't know. You, I think your mind's some gone somewhere. Anyway, tomorrow is. Are you ready for this? Warrant forgiveness day in the city tomorrow and Friday. Cool. Yeah, so if you have an outstanding warrant, and you know it's funny they're advertising this is not a trick. So I, I I'm thinking, okay, is there a warrant issued for your arrest for murder? You just show up in the city and go like, yeah, I shot the guy, and there's a warrant out for me. And what they're doing is, I'm not kidding when I tell you this. You think, I, you think I'm making this into like a BS story? They want you to show up. They're going to give you forgiveness, and if you take the COVID-19 vaccine, you get 50 bucks. And who's this? The city of St. Louis. So you huh, could, you, okay. you know. Now, what's interesting about this is, this is sort of interesting. In the city of St. Louis, you can kill people. You can, you know, you can rape people, you can rob people, 
and you don't get prosecuted. You can, you know, you can be a protester. You can break out, break out plate glass windows and steal stuff and walk right in front of the police cars, and that's all okay. And the prosecuting attorney Kim Garden will not come after you. But if you got parking tickets, they'll tow your car and throw you in jail. Yes, they will. <laughs> it's like okay, let's think about this for a minute. I can rob people. I can do all sorts of nasty things in the city. And chances are me getting, you know, and depending upon what police officer restroom, remember that she has that list of, of if, if you get arrested by these, I think it's like 35 different police officers, she won't prosecute anything that they arrest you for. And I'm thinking to myself, send me that list. I'm going to know who those cops are because I'm going to go, you know, Officer Smith, yes, you're on the list. Watch this. Watch me take this baseball bat and break out the windows of your squad car. Now, watch me set your squad car on fire. Now, watch me punch you in the nose. And he arrests me and throws me in jail. And Kim, ah, it's Officer Smith. We don't press any charges. We don't prosecute. Hey, Brad, you're free to go. I mean, does that make any sense at all to you? I mean, there's certain police officers that they won't prosecute crimes. So anyway. Yeah, but they would probably process you twice. (laughs) I know. So tomorrow's warrant forgiveness day. Now, I have to be honest. I'm a stupid jerk because of the fact that I drove halfway, I drove across the entire state to get my COVID-19 shot twice before all the incentive came out. And think of all the things I could have gotten. Because, and not only that, how do you know that there aren't people getting multiple shots just so they can get all this good stuff? Because they've never said anything about, you know, like you're supposed to get, you know, if you do the Pfizer or the Moderna, you're supposed to get two shots. Well, maybe three will be even better. If three, you know, if two's good, why not? Well, they're all talking about boosters. I know, why not four or why not six? So I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to start going to these events and getting these shots and getting money. I'm going to go in the city tomorrow and get 50 bucks for getting a shot. Buy myself, you know, buy myself something nice, 50 bucks. And I get another, and then, you know what, you know what? And then I get an, I get another card. I can start, it's like, I, then I'll have two, you know, so if like I go someplace and people say, well, let me see your vaccination card. Hey, I got two of them. How'd you get two vaccination cards? I got four shots. Man, this third shot, I got 50 bucks. Fourth shot, I got 100 bucks. And I got a gift certificate to Cabela's. And then fifth shot, you know, I'm telling you. Because they've never, I've never heard anybody. We, we need to get doctor. I bet you I could call doc. I bet you I could call Dr. Fauci and I can get him on this show. You want to make me bet that I can do that? I, you probably could. <laughs> he does every show. Okay, now, here's the other interesting thing about the COVID-19 thing. St. Louis, uh, not the St. Louis, Missouri State Fair is over now. It was it was earlier this, this month, right? Yes. They estimate that over 300,000 people showed up at the Missouri State Fair in Sedalia, which is like, you know, 100 times the population of Sedalia or something like that. Okay? Oh, and okay. And one of the things was they had a big, a big event there where you could get your COVID-19 shots for free. So you go to the fair and you could walk right up and get your COVID-19 shots. Over 300,000 people. Guess how many shots they gave? 117. 53. <laughs> 53. Really? Yes. 300,000 people show up to the fair and 53 get free shots. Now, I will tell you, this is an honest to God true story. I got a flu shot years ago at the Lincoln County Fair. I was up in Troy for the Lincoln County Fair. This is probably, I don't know, seven, eight, nine years ago. And I'm walking around looking at all the booths, and here's like the Lincoln County Health Department. Hey, we're giving free free flu shots. I go, I'll take one. <laughs> Went right over there. They gave me my flu shot. And then I found out the next day that that wasn't really the the Franklin or the Lincoln County 
health department. It was just a bunch of people who were just decided they were they got off by shooting people with stuff in their arms. Which I think is adorable. I'm kidding. No, <laughs> really. From I even said to one lady, "How do I know you from the Lincoln County Health Department? How do I know what you're sticking? Oh, just trust us, okay." So, so that that's the deal with. So I, when I heard that, I thought to myself. 300,000 people show up to the Missouri State Fair and 53 got a free shot. Somehow that doesn't seem right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, don't you think there'd be like, you said 100, what'd you say, 113, something like that? Yeah. I thought for sure when I heard this, they said, well, at, at this Missouri State Fair, the booth that was giving out the free shots didn't do so well. I'm thinking, oh, but they only gave out, what, a couple thousand? When they said 53, I'm going like, oh my God, what is that? What is that? Okay, next topic. Okay. I love YouTube. Although, I have to be honest with you, I'm getting a little bit discouraged with you. Man, dude, you know, you talking about, you know, we think that these Taliban people are sort of like, you know, cretins. They're like, you know, not very smart. Did you hear what one of the, one of the Taliban uh, spokespersons said? One of the reporters interviewed him and was asking about if they're going to curtail all the rights of the Afghanistan citizens, the Afghanis, and they're going to, you know, curtail curtail their freedom of speech and things like that. And the spokesman for this Taliban said, well, you already have that in your country. You have Facebook, and they they take things off of Facebook. I'm going like, what? (laughs) Think about that for a minute. And he's right. And by the way, the deal on that, the, the experiment is if, if, if you automatically, if you put something on your, on your Facebook page, and remember last week we did this, and Mike Elam put a thing, and he says, I'm just going to write a post and put COVID-19 in there, and you watch the COVID-19 warning thing. See how long show. he gets flagged? No, no, you don't get flagged. They put a thing on there that says, you know, for more information on COVID-19, click on this. I will tell you, I did it, and I did not get flagged. You know what the difference is? If no, you t- I don't, actually. If you type in COVID space 19 and COVID are all lowercase, it won't flag you. But if you top in, type in COVID capital dash 19, then it flags you. That's the difference. Try it. Put a post up that just says, you know, this is a test post. I'll do it again. Hold on. I'll do it right now. I'll do it again. Uh, da, 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 my Facebook page, go right here, go da, 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 and then I can read this funny. No, let me do this first. I'll do, I'll do it later. Okay. <laughs> you know who the guy's name is? I find his name. Uh, James Akers, A-K-E-R-S. You know who he is? Mm-mm. Well, you will after I get done. Uh, he's in, he lives in Texas and his kids go to, how about this for a school district name? Dripping Springs. There you go. Dripping Springs School District, okay? I don't know where this is at, someplace in Texas. He shows up for Monday's meeting, and they have an agenda where people can get up and make comments. Remember, that's been a very common thing. People are are getting thrown out of school meetings, you know, because they're saying, why does my kid have to come to school with a a mask on? So this guy, you know, they're doing the meeting, and they they open it up, and... and, uh, they, 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 what the, he spoke at the public forum. Let me read this. He spoke at the public forum, focused mainly on whether the board would shift from its current mask optional stance. In other words, the board was considering making masks uh, mandatory. Right now, the school district has a Some max. Some of the parochial schools in St. Charles have done that. Mask optional. Okay. So he gets up 
and he's a 15-year resident of the um, the uh, school district. He's uh, he has kids in that district, and he gets up and he starts talking, and he says, "I do not like the government or any other entity. Just ask my wife, telling me what to do." At that, he took off his jacket. At work, this is him speaking again. At work, they make me wear this jacket. I hate it. They make me wear this tie and shirt. I hate it. So he takes off his tie and he takes off his shirt. Then he says. On the way over here, I ran three stop signs and four red lights. I almost killed somebody out there, but by God, they're my roads too. So I have every right to drive as fast as I want to make the turns that I want to. I got over here to school today, and the parking lot was full, and I decided I was going to park wherever the hell I wanted, which in this case happened to be a handicapped spot. So then (laughs) it's simply protocol. Akers continued after taking his pants off. (laughs) Then he says, we follow certain rules for a very good reason. At this point... Officers started to approach him and because <laughs> at this point he's in his underwear and socks. So when the school board president, Barbara Stroud, gets on the microphone and says, Mr. Akers, I understand. I believe you're a swimmer. Well, I don't know why she came up with that. He must have been wearing Speedos or something like that. But he, Speedos, like he, spandex, are a privilege, not a right. He had Maybe he was wearing tidy whities That's why she said that. But if you would mind putting your pants back on for a comment, that would be appreciated. <laughs> it says, mask is currently recommended by school district officials. However, they are not mandated for student staff and other personnel in the district according to the state, station. Uh, some parents in the meeting argued the school should focus on teaching instead of enforcing masks, while others talked of the importance of having mandates to protect others from the virus. In Hayes County, 50 people are currently hospitalized with blah, 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 blah. Uh, According to the, oh, here's the name of the newspaper. According to the Dripping Springs Century News. Okay. No action was taken on masks during the meeting, the paper reported. And he was not arrested for, you know, think about that, okay? The signs on the buildings, you know, like I went to, for example, I went to Harbor Freight the other day. Had to buy a tool. And I do my 10,000 steps thing. So I park way in the back of the parking lot. And I walk all the way up. And there's a big sign as I get it close. Masks. You must wear a mask to enter this store. So I walk all the way back to my truck, get my mask all the way back in. And I think to myself, well, it just said, hey, wear a mask. What if I came in here just with a mask on? What would happen? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Please say you didn't try that. (laughs) Think about that for a minute. It's like, it's like. Has it has it already happened or, or is it coming up still? The naked bike bike ride. I don't understand that. I don't. I mean, once again, okay. If I were to get my bicycle out and I would take off all my clothes and I would, you know, drive in the city of St. Louis and I would drive on the same route that the naked bike ride people ride on, wherever that is, and pretty soon the nine one one calls. There's a naked guy riding his bicycle up on Chippewa, wherever I was. Okay, it would be about. You think about 10 minutes till I sit in the back of a squad car, don't you think? Don't you think it would be about 10 minutes till I was had my hands handcuffed behind me and I'd be Yeah, naked? pretty much. Right, okay. So why is it legal for all of a sudden one night them to say, hey, you can ride naked. We don't care. That's like... It's for the, it's for the city. Yeah, but, 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 but see what I'm saying? Why don't they have rob your convenience store day? Where, you know, stop it. Any day, 364 days out of the year, if you showed up with a gun and, at, at a Quickie Mart, you'd, you know, they'd A, fire back at you, or B, you'd be arrested. But on one day of the year, hey, it's Thursday, you know, August 26th, it's Rob Your Convenience Store Day. Yes, you, you know, no guns, no guns. We don't appreciate guns, no knives. Just walk in and announce a robbery and say, I want all the money in the, or I, I want all the, I want all the hostess cupcakes. 
I'm take all the Hostess cupcakes, and I'm out of here. Don't call the police because it's rob your convenience store day. Get what I'm saying? I know that's ridiculous, but why is it? It is ridiculous. But why is it why is it legal to do it one day, but 364 days if you rode your bicycle naked, you'd be arrested? Explain that to me. Can you? No, of course I can't. But, but <laughs> the person who shall remain nameless, remember one of the people that we know. We saw their picture in the Post-Dispatch in the naked bike ride, bike ride and <laughs> I, I think you were standing right there when I went up and said something to him. Hey, man, saw your pictures in the paper. And he got embarrassed. Remember that? I don't know if I do. Tall dude. Oh. You know who I'm talking about? I do. Do you remember this? I do. And remember how I showed you the picture? I go. He had a picture of him and his girlfriend, and I don't think I don't think he was totally naked. I think he had speedos on. Didn't he have speedo on? I think so. Yeah. But she was. And he was allowed to wear speedo. All of a sudden, what happened? You sound like you're in your toilet. Did you move your microphone around? Excuse me. It's your, you sound off mic now. All of a sudden, you sound real hollow. You sound like the people on 93.3. You sound like the people on Tracy <laughs> Station. Quit saying things like that. Well, they, they, they have the world's worst acoustics in whatever studio. It sounds like they're in a garage somewhere. You know, I mean, they like, are. Everybody sounds jamming like... jamming in Joe's garage. Oh, God, whatever. Okay, okay. So, so remember the picture? We saw the picture of him, and he was standing, and, he, and he, I think... Didn't he marry that lady? Yes, he did. Okay, and but she was... Didn't she have like the body paint on? Wasn't that the deal? She had body paint. She was actually nude from the waist up, but she had the body paint. Wasn't that? I think that was the picture. And he had the. I I don't remember. And he had the speedos on. I I honestly don't remember. I have to go look. I printed out that picture and I put it on my bulletin board. So I'll go. I'll go down the hall and take a look at it. <laughs> Whatever, Brad. Whatevs. So so why is it? You know, once again, I don't get it. Like for example, why is it tomorrow you can walk in with a warrant? You know, in the city of St. Louis, and they're going to give you warrant forgiveness and pay you fifty dollars for giving a, a, a shot. And if you bring a gun with you, they'll pay you a hundred dollars. You know what happened? I have to tell you this. I'm thinking to myself, you know, <laughs> the law of unintended consequences. Okay, I can't remember what city it was in. Some city and had a deal where they, where they were buying. They were buying. It was the gun buyback thing. So what these guys did was actually sort of funny. They went to the hardware store. And they bought bought a bunch of conduit, you know, like you put electrical stuff in, and they make they make fake guns. They took conduit, they chopped up the conduit in like four foot sections, and they put like a two by four. They 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 duct tape a two by four underneath it, and they put a thing that looked like a trigger on it, and then they put like a thing that looked like a hammer on the end of the the end of the conduit, and they did like this. They made like ten of these, and they made a thousand dollars. It cost them like a couple hundred dollars, like for the, all the stuff they put together, like for the you know the conduit and all the stuff. And then they you know so in other words, they spent two hundred and got a thousand, so they had a net profit eight hundred bucks, and the city paid them. Wow! Because the problem with that is, when they have the think about this for a minute. If you've got a good gun, if you've got like a Glock nineteen or Glock seventeen, why would you go down to the city and sell to them for a hundred bucks? Well, you can go out in a street corner somewhere and get like two or three hundred dollars, right? If they're in the verbs, right, right. Well, no, I mean, even like if, like, if I had like, I don't have a Glock. If I had like a Glock nineteen, I do. Okay, if I had a Glock nineteen, and I decided, eh, I don't want it anymore. 
I'll, I'll go down the city and they'll give me 100 bucks for it. No, I'm going to talk to about four or five people that I know. Hey, man, I got this Glock 19. I've had it for a couple of years. I don't use it anymore. There's nothing wrong with it. I just don't use it. I don't like it. I like my Beretta better. Hey, what do you give me for it? Oh, I'll give you 300 bucks for it. Deal. Why would I give to the city for 100 Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. Of course, nothing makes any sense. No, it doesn't. Oh, look, what time is it? 7.24. Westplex 107.1, AM 1350, KRAP, KSLQ. They're still singing, so i got to wait till they stop singing. Okay, they're done. Now it's time for us to talk. Beautiful people. Do You know, I've never told you this. There's lots of things you don't know about me, Shelly. Do you know that? What would that be? Back in the early 80s, I was a fashion consultant for several TV shows. Okay. And uh, one show that I got hired for, you know, they, they called me up and they said, hey, man, we're doing this show. We can't tell you what the name of the show is, but we want you to meet with this guy and we want you to give him some fashion tips. And I said, okay, fine. And I said, but once again, we can't tell you what the name of the show is because you'll figure out exactly what's going on when we tell you the name of the show. We just want you to talk to this guy and make him look really good looking. So they flew me down and, you know, met this guy. Good looking, blonde headed young guy. And I said, now here's what you need to do. You need to wear an Armani suit. You need to wear like these linen, linen like pants. Like these goofy, stupid, look, you know, white leather shoes, no socks, and you shouldn't shave for a couple of days. And the guy says, "Really?" I go, "Yeah, that's what you need to do." And then, like, so basically, you want him to look like Don Johnson. It was, but see, that's the, the like about six months later, I see this Miami Vice show, and I thought, "Oh, that's the guy I consulted. I told him how to dress. I was the guy." Of course, you were bad <laughs> because you're just a fashionista. <laughs> You know, oh, oh my God. Uh, okay, you know, I last hour we talked about doom scrolling. I have to, I, maybe it is true. Doom scrolling is when you look at news all the time, you get depressed. Okay, what's the current headline on CNN in great big tall letters? Taliban tell Afghan women to stay home. And then there's a picture of these two women walking down the street, totally covered with their burqas and stuff over their face and the whole bit. And the, the caption under the picture says, the militant group told women not to go to work, admitting soldiers are, quote, not trained, unquote, to respect them. What a wonderful country. What a wonderful group of people, the Taliban. Um, you know, and, and what's interesting is you would think that a guy who says things like this. There's not a single thing a man can do that a woman can't do as well or better. Not a single thing. You'd think that a guy who says stuff like that would respect women and try to help them out in Afghanistan. But no, we can't get out of there quick enough. But that's a whole other story, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> you're, not, you're not going there with him this morning. <laughs> no, I am not, actually. <laughs> you're, you're being very cautious this morning, aren't you? I am. I'm erring on the side of caution. God, if Brian Nevis was here, he'd, he'd really tell you a couple things. I honestly cannot believe it. Well... Yeah, doesn't matter what he's, I he's, think. He's over there with the uh, with the uh, with uh, you know he's with the, on the Tracy station. I'm telling you, you think I'm kidding? I'm not. Hold on, man. Uh, you know what? My phone's not going to work this morning. Okay. She she said tomorrow. 
tomorrow. Okay, I'll call her tomorrow. For sure tomorrow. Okay. 7.35. Um, anything you want to talk about? I think I ran out of things to talk about. What's my list this morning? You know, I'd like to talk about something that I experienced yesterday. Go ahead. Is that okay? Yeah, go ahead. So, let me process this. Um, yesterday, my husband and I were able to experience grace and humility by five young men that we had never met. And um, my husband hasn't been well, and some of the things at our house have gone by the, you know, by been pushed aside and have been a mess. So these young gentlemen came over to our house. They were missionaries from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. The, the, they're Mormons, and they were missionaries, and they came over. Um, we took my husband out into the garage with his little oxygen, and um, he just sat there in the garage, and these these young men brought things to him, and he told them where to put them. And they worked hard, and those those kind and good humans, I said, I'd really like to Venmo, Venmo you some money, because they really worked hard. And he said, please don't. We're missionaries. This is what we like to do. We like to serve. And I just wanted to say thank you to those young men. And um, they're called elders in the church. And I would like to say they're, you know, call them out. Um, elders Brigham, Atkinson, Carson McKenna, Austin Smith, Tanner Oviatt, and Elijah Jeffrey. Those gentlemen came over, cleaned out our entire garage, took everything out, put everything back in, um, organized it. And David was at the helm. And uh, they treated him with respect and grace, and myself as well. And I just wanted to say thank you. Somebody, I mean, somebody treated you with respect. I know. What the hell's wrong they with them? They don't know you. <laughs> yeah, what's wrong? They clearly with... don't know what I do. Yeah. They, they they didn't know that you're on the air with me. If they would, oh, you on the no. air with that Brad guy? Whoa. You fix it. <laughs> Move that stuff yourself. We're not touching it. We're out of here. Too bad. So yeah, sad. Too like, bad. We, we are so out of here. <laughs> we're, but no, they, and it was the hottest day of the year. Oh, man. And it was just, my heart was so full that these young men were such good humans that they did this out of the kindness of their heart. Supposed to be nice. And I just wanted to say thank you. And thank you to Caleb Hunter for uh, introducing me to these men. You know, and when we've talked about this goofy new term, it's not necessarily new, but it's relatively new, called doom scrolling. Where if you look at like CNN or Fox News, or even like STL Today, you know, Post Dispatch, things like that, everything's bad. And there still is a lot of good in the world. You know, I there mean, is. You just have to look for it and acknowledge it. Right. And there's still people out there that, you know, that if you're broke down on the highway, your tire's flat, they'll get out and change a tire for you. You know, they will. You're like that. <laughs> Remember, should I tell that story <laughs> on the air? You and I went to that gas station. We met. Yeah. At this, we, we had to we had to discuss something. So we meet at this gas station in St. Charles. Should I say which one it is? 
No, no, because since somebody will take our table. We have a special table we sit at. When, when, it's like we, we have do. we have our sales meetings there. Honest to God. Are, am I kidding? You and I no, sit down and we talk not. about <laughs> clients and things like that because we don't have an office anymore. We Shelly got kicked out. Of, Shelly got kicked out of not one, not two, but three offices. She's so rambunctious. I really <laughs> she, did, We got kicked too. out of three offices in St. Charles County. So now our office is at a gas station. Okay? So we're outside. It was nice weather. And we're outside, and there's a guy, a young guy, in the parking lot who is like trying to change a tire and he's grunting and groaning. He's trying to get the lug nuts off and I'm sitting there and finally, I swear this, and you, you tell me if it's true or not. I said, I just got up and I said, hold on a minute, I'll be right back. Wasn't that what happened? I just literally got up. You and I were sitting there and we're outside and I walked over to my truck and I got out my electric impact wrench, my battery operated impact wrench. And I walked over to the guy, I got in little bags, got all the little sockets and a whole bit. I go, what size is that? He goes, I don't know. I said, I said, looks like a 13 16th to me. I grabbed my 13 16 socket, put it on the nut. Yep, that's it. Okay, okay, let me take those off for you. And I put it in my electric impact wrench. Yow, 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 yow. Bang, like that. Five lug nuts off. And the guy's like, oh my God, thank you so much. I put my tools I back. I mean, because everybody <laughs> carries an impact wrench in their car. I put, took my tools back in my truck and I walked over and we continued our sales meeting. Is that how it happened or what? That's exactly how it happened, actually. I remember the guys, like, thanking me. Oh, thank you so much, dude. You know, thank you so much, man. I appreciate that. I go, hey, it took me 60 seconds to take the lug nuts off your car. And apparently somebody torqued them down. And not only that, I, you know, if you've ever tried to change a tire nowadays, A, a lot of cars don't even have a spare tire anymore. Do you know that? Um, and B, they give you the world's worst jack. And they'll give you a lug nut wrench that's they like do. that's like six inches long. And a long. Peter tire. Right. And and the and, and the lug wrench that's like six inches long. There's no way in hell you're gonna un unbolt those bolts. You know, they're just not coming off with that stupid little lug wrench because there's no there's no leverage, there's no torque. You can't get any torque on a thing. And then put on at the factory at 110 foot pounds, and you're trying to pull it off with some little lug run, lug lug nut wrench that's like six inches long. Ain't no way it's gonna happen. That was that and he was I remember he was like he was out. <laughs> So that was my. That's pretty much how it went. That too. was my good deed for the day. <laughs> it really was, and I mean that that old boy. He was sweating. It was hot, but and he was, you know, he but, was in a pickle for see, sure. That's the difference between my dad and me. You know, I heard somebody the other day saying something like, "Well, my mom and dad used to do that's why I never do it." And just like my mom and dad always drove Buicks. If you gave me, if you called me up and said, "Hey, Brad, you know you registered for that lottery last week. Well, you won. You won a 2022 Buick, blah blah blah." And I go, "Okay, where can I pick it up at?" I would go pick it up, you know, and I'd go to the dealer. Okay, okay, I really don't want this Buick. How much cash will you give me? Well, the sticker price is thirty-two thousand dollars. We'll give you fifteen thousand cash. Great. Where's the money? I don't want a Buick. You know, but, but sir, it's worth thirty-two thousand. I don't care. Give me fifteen thousand cash. And I'm out of here. I don't want a Buick. I'll go buy something else. But the idea being is, my dad was like this guy that would like take a file, and like if he had to get like an inch, like it, like let's say he had to take a quarter inch off a piece of wood he was working on, he would get a file and he'd file that thing down, file it. He'd be like for three hours filing. I'm thinking to myself, okay, when I get to be big. When I have enough money to buy tools, any tool I need, which was going to make my life easier, I'm going to buy <laughs> to the point where I got all sorts of crazy weird tools. I've got routers. I, and to me, and, and what's crazy about it is every single one of them, I told you yesterday, 
I bought my R134A gauges to do air conditioning for cars, okay? I fixed my car, my little, my little escape. I fixed the air conditioner my escape. Probably took me two hours to fix it. Put the gauges on it, you know, diagnosed the problem, fixed the problem, recharged it with R134A. Bang, it works like a champ. The gauges cost me, I think, 95 bucks. What would have cost me to take it into a car place? Probably 150, 200 bucks, right? Let me tell you about that. So I take my car into a dealer because it's overheating. Um, when I run the air conditioner, the car overheats. So I can't run the air conditioner, so I have to run the heater so the car doesn't overheat. So this is what I've been doing. It's been 97 degrees outside. So she takes and it. And I've been running the, the heater at 90 degrees. So she takes it to a car dealer. And to a dealer. I take it to a car dealer. And they charge you 365 bucks, And they say, we don't know what's wrong with it. We can't find anything wrong. Yes, <laughs> right? I even left it there for three days and rented a car. And, and they say, there's nothing wrong with it. And then you drive it home and it overheats on the way home, right? Yep. Yeah, okay. Yepper, yeppers. Okay. Well, now, why do you think I work in my own cars? Well, I, you're not working on my car. You want me to fix it? Yes. I'll fix it. You're, hey, Will you? Hey, hey, the, the, your husband's truck? I bet you anybody can fix his air conditioning. I bet you you could too, and that would be <laughs> I great. I can fix his air. And remember, you know, I tell people about this. I have my EPA HVAC license. Oh, EIEIO license as I, well. I've showed it to you before. You know, somebody. Yes, you have. I have. I took the test, and I have an official. EPA HVAC license. I can fix air conditioning. Now, yes, you can. I don't have, to be honest, I don't have the license where I could charge for that in the state of Missouri because if you're charged for that, you have to have a state license and all that kind of good stuff. But I can fix my own stuff, and I do. Matter of fact, my, he really does. Have, he he's he's quite the. Have, um, have, have I told you this? That? Have I told you the story in our one studio? The building was, what? was the building was built in 1969 in our one studio. The building was built in 1969. Okay. It has the original air conditioner in it. You did tell me that. <laughs> 1969. It's, it's what, 52 years old, and it's got the original air conditioner, and it's still. Yep, you did tell me that. And it still works. It still works. 52 years later. 52 years later, and it still works. The big five two. I'm, there's a lot of fifty two year old people that don't work. <laughs> no doubt about <laughs> that. Don't still work. Seven forty six. Westplex one hundred seven point yep. one. It is BS in the morning. I'm Shelly. She's Brad, and she is not. She is not. Shelly is not Jennifer Love Hewitt, and she's not Vanessa Carlton, and she's not Rona Mitra. Shelly she, is Shelly, and she's not Jessica Simpson, and she's not Cameron Diaz. And she's not Minka Kelly. And she's not Jennifer Aniston. And she's not, uh, I can't even pronounce this name, Shanita Marie. And she is not Rashida Jones. And she is not Taylor Swift. And she is not Renee Zellweger. And she is not Katy Perry. And she's not, <laughs> those are all the women that, that John Mayer has dated. Okay, can I tell you a story? You know, teachers, when you're growing up, teachers are supposed to help you, right? They're supposed to yes. give you knowledge and prepare. And not only just teach you reading, write, reading, writing, arithmetic, all the stuff. They're supposed to give you, like, some world knowledge, some try to help you in your, you know, as you become mature and you venture out on your own into the world. Okay? Yes. 
I had a teacher by the name of Mr. Ron Thomas, who was my band teacher. And one day he took me aside and he said, Brad, let me give you a little advice. You know, as you get up there in years, you know, you're probably not interested right now because I was a kid. So, but there'll be a day when you'll want to date women. There'll be a day when you'll want to, you know, take a girl out to White Castle and treat her like a queen. There'll be a day when you want to take a, a girl, you know, out to a movie. You might even want to put your arm around her while you're sitting there watching the movie. And he said, you know, I'm a music teacher and I'm a musician and I can play all sorts of different instruments. I have to be able to do that to be a band leader. And I will just give you one word of advice. If you want the instrument that is going to attract women, that if you play this instrument, women will come from far and wide. Oh my God, look at him. He's playing the... And I go, yeah, yeah. Well, what instrument is that? And he looks around, left, right. Don't ever tell anybody I told you this. That's what he said. And he leans in. He says, the trombone. I go, really? He goes, yeah. Women love trombone players. You learn how to play the trombone. You'll be up on stage. There'll be women throwing their their underwear at you on stage. You'll have more women you'll know what to do with. I go, trombone? Yeah, yeah, trombone. So I go home and I go, Dad, I want to learn how to play trombone. My dad goes, why the hell do you want to learn that stupid instrument? I go, I can't really tell you, but I want to learn that instrument. So he went out and bought me a trombone, and I played trombone. And he said, 76 <laughs> trombones, da-da-da-da-da. So, 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 uh, I, so the, obviously I'm being facetious. He should have told me, Brad, you need to play the guitar because that's, you know, how many times this has happened to me on a couple. Or the drums. Well, no, the the guitar is more, is more the, 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 the instrument that attracts women. Okay. I have been places before where a dude who's not the best looking dude in the room all of a sudden breaks out a guitar and starts singing and the women are all over him. I'm telling you, the guy could be wearing, you know, flannel pants and and you know and a and you know and a and a wool sweater with, you know, with goofy shoes and white socks and no woman comes close to him and he grabs that guitar and starts playing. Oh my god, it's like the chick magnet. You know? And here, what did I learn how to play? The trombone. It didn't work. <laughs> I think you're fine. <laughs> because, he, like, for example, the Rolling Stones, where's the trombone in that group? Where's the trombone in, 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 in uh, the Beatles? Where's the trombone in, uh, uh, remember when they had the grunge thing, Nirvana? Uh-huh. Where's the trombone yep. in Nirvana? Yep. Okay. Where's the trombone, <laughs> where's the trombone uh, with, with Katy Perry's songs? You know, where's the trombone? <laughs> there ain't none. Man, another thing in my life that I wasted my time on, right? You know, wasted oh, my time. stop it. I wasted my time, I'm telling you. Wasted my time. It's just like, <laughs> I had somebody text me a couple minutes ago saying, saying, do you really want to go to Afghanistan? I'm telling you, I'm serious. If the State Department people were listening right now and they go, well, we'll show this guy, we'll put him on the next plane to Kabul, I would say, take me there. And especially, I just put this, I, we talked about last break. I saw this on another news site. Here it is right here. Again, I put it on my Facebook page. The, the Taliban are telling the Afghanistani women to stay at home. Stay at home. Do not come out of your house. Don't go to work. Can you believe that? I mean, I mean, as a woman, 
How do you feel about that? I, it doesn't surprise me. The headline is Taliban tell Afghan women to stay at home because soldiers are not, quote, trained to respect them. So they're trained to disrespect women? Is that what they're saying? Yes. Which is sad. Once again, I am the guy that grew up with this mother who was way ahead of her time. She was a burn-your-bra woman before women burnt their bra. She was a women's rights person. She was like a true... Um, you know, we had just, you know, you know, it was like last week. Do you know that, that they just had the 100-year celebration, the signing of the amendment that let women vote? It was just really? like, yeah, just last week, 100 years, 100 years ago. And nobody really said much about it. I was sort of disappointed, especially the women. I go like, why weren't the women having a big celebration day? You know, we have, we got to have to have Juneteenth, you know, but why can't we have like the day that women could vote? To me, that's more important than the Juneteenth thing. I mean, because, because, you know, there's like half the country, more than half the country is women. State of Missouri, there's more women than men. You look at the census statistics when they come out, you analyze them. In most of the counties, there are more women than men. Almost in every single county, there's more women than men. So to me, the celebration of women being able to vote is to me more important than Juneteenth because of the fact that, that there are more people. I get myself in trouble for that. Because people, oh, I can't even believe you just said that. Well, you know what? Because there's a lot of black women who couldn't vote you know, now there's all women can vote 100 years ago, which is crazy. Can you believe that it was a, one of our laws? Okay, we're done. We got to get out of here because the computer's about ready to grab me by the uh, shirt collar and pull me into the abyss, and then I won't be able to come out and I won't be able to go to Afghanistan. Okay. What was that movie with Robert Redford? I don't know. Yeah, you do. It was with Robert Redford and. I got to go because otherwise I'm going to get chopped off here in a minute. Okay. okay, have a great week, everybody, or date everybody. Peace and I fly. 759.